But 45 minutes in, I turned to her and I said, you know why it didn't work? And she's like, well, no one really knows. You just, you know, and I said, well, because standing out on the floor, I said, I said, look out on the floor. I said, there's, there's five people here right now. It's like before lunch on a Tuesday morning. You got five people out on the showroom floor. I was staring out the window waiting for the next up. No, no, it's even better. <laughs> I said, four of the five have been watching person number five tie those balloons to that car's antenna. They've been out there yakking and gossiping and hanging out together as a pack for 45 the whole time I've been here. That's why your sale didn't work. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of After Hours with Jay. Tonight, I got my guest, Brent Weeze, is here. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come out and see me, Brent. I really appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks for having me out. Thank you. Hey, uh, for the people that don't know who Brent Weeze is, can you please share with everyone who is the man, Brent Weeze? Uh, I don't know if <laughs> man sums it up. I'll say, like... Uh, Immature adolescent. Scholar. Yeah, <laughs> scholar. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, um, I I currently am the director of first impressions for Next Up out of Orange County, California. Uh, we are a software company that focuses uh, predominantly on the automotive sector, and uh, we we have our client base throughout North America, Canada, U.S., and as well as in Australia. Uh, prior to that, uh, I was based uh, working, I'm still based here in Toronto, but I was uh, one of the partners of Dashboard, powered by Dashboard with uh, my, my good friend Barry Hillier. And we, uh, we were one of the early digital-only advertising agencies in Toronto. So back in the early days of digital, we were declared insane for trying to <laughs> just run a, a digital advertising agency. And from there, we transformed the agency to a software incubator and mm -hmm. brought in uh, other partners like Steve Southern and created things like Glovebox CMS and Bumper and, and Octane and different things like that, RevUp. So it's been a, it's been an interesting it's been 20 coaster, years. Huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? Uh, it's definitely been an interesting take. And uh, I, in that time, have had the, the good fortune of, of really focusing my efforts on, on the automotive industry, uh, which is... You know, my my broader background past my professional life and, and, and you know, what I came out of in the way I think and everything <laughs> else is definitely not, uh, I, I, I'm not your average automotive uh, uh, personality, I guess. No, I don't think you uh, typically fall into that. However, <laughs> I, I, one of my, one of my greatest joys is actually just like hanging out with some of the dealers I've spent like a couple decades working with like they're just yeah. they're really interesting people and uh, uh, and it's a it's a chaotic industry and and it's got its own wrinkles and politics and everything else so you kind of have know, to love the chaos to really stay in it yeah so maybe that you know me that's, maybe that, maybe that's coming up is like you know being a to. fan of punk rock and coming out of that scene <laughs> maybe that's why I like it so much is because there's a little bit of that um insanity to it while um 
dressing itself up in a nice three-piece suit. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you in a three-piece suit. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what? We, we can get dive right into sure. our first topic tonight. And we were kind of talking a little bit off-camera, so I think it's cool that we're going to continue to run with it. But, you know, just you know, content, you know, you know mm. content in general, right? It's I think what we're doing is we're coming up to the year, you know, that, you know, enough's enough. We've heard it. You know, I've see, I see more and more dealerships uh, executing or definitely at least attempting to execute and developing out their own dealership-specific content. Right. Um, but a lot of them are still not necessarily sure of which direction or what they should be saying. Yeah. Well, you got some great thoughts and opinions on content, both on the vendor <laughs> side and the dealer side. Yeah, so, I do. You it's, know. Um, you know, and like you said, as, as we were talking earlier, uh, 2019 is the year of content. Like, I know. We probably didn't say it for the last five years uh, in a row, fucking, right? It's the year of everything. But, but would uh, you admit, though, you're seeing more people execute? We're seeing, yeah, we're seeing more people execute. Um, I think that the truest challenge, though, is with the content that is being created, it's easier. You can be faster and nimbler mm-hmm. um, creating content around an individual and personal brand. Sure. You can ramp up fucking super fast. It, and it, get a it really, lot it, of content. You can months. you can create like a really you can you can create a monster for persona on you for yourself. Sure. Um, being like a tier one, like being a manufacturer, you can you know you, doing the brand brand thing like a Toyota or a GM or whatever, like whatever. It's it's easy, right? Yes. I know my agency friends will disagree with me, but it, but it is like you you just you know manufacturers have to focus. The history's on there, the assets are there. I mean, the story's been but, written. But so I, I am seeing more dealerships. So try to try to get out and create a content marketing strategy, which yeah. is good. Like all, I'm I'm really happy for them. But I think to the ones that are are still struggling, I guess it's twofold. Like you have. You do have a camp, a very small camp of, of dealers and, and marketing teams that are working for dealers that are actually going through the steps of creating a foundational brief for what they're yep. what they're putting out, what kinds of channels are going to go to, what they want to do, what's the frequency, who's going to write it, building. What's and, the narrative? And those are things it. I've yep. taken dealers through, like you know, like we were talking just before we started about different workbook sessions I've done where it's taken them through building a content marketing strategy where uh, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. You can't just start burping shit up onto Instagram. Put random ads out there. You know, with your 30 hashtags. I think everything has got to be very calculated and very well thought out. Um, You know, however, like in knowing that, it's just in leveraging the right tools to put it out, like big team or small team. You Mm -hmm. still have to figure out a game plan, have it, have every part of it. And and I know we'll talk about this later, but... um, Everything needs to be driven by process, and yes. social media has always ha- always been this sort of thing that you know you can you just pick up your phone and smash something out. Sure. Right? Just before the podcast, I took a picture of the empty room. Right, just threw it up <laughs> on my personal Instagram about tonight. Like that, it took nothing to do that. But there's no, no there's no rhyme or reason about that. I'm just sharing something that I've been doing because I've literally been locked in my house under this deep freeze for <laughs> four days or whatever. Man, it it's cold. I mean, that's just it's, beyond cold right now. It's a dry cold. Though. Oh jeez. Um. That that being said, so you can push out really quickly to the channels, um, but if you're doing it because you need to support the business and support the why buys or the the core foundational messages that you as a group or your leadership group at that dealership have decided on, 
just doing it sort of willy-nilly and throwing shit out there um, it's it's never going to work. It's like doing video for you one month have. and then not doing it. Like, what is the through line and what we've done it next up, um, and I hope I've been doing an okay job of it, is since I came in, I've understood, because I understood it because I was a marketer on the other side. So when I came in at next up. Well, you understand the, the importance of talking about those processes so, and then yes. measure, measuring the efforts of those processes. So our core story that we put out into our content marketing strategy has been this. Knowing that I was on the marketing side of an agency, my job was... And I still remember Gino Coletti of Aaron Park, a little shout out to Aaron Park Toyota and Aaron Park Lexus. <laughs> Gino Coletti told me when I first asked him when I was at their agency of record, Toyota, De Toyota dealers, I said to Gino, like, what is your impression, like, what is your assumption of my my role with, with the, the business? Yeah. And he said it quite clearly. The agency, your job is to get me the traffic to the glass, to the door of my dealership. My staff's responsibility is to give them an experience that will make them decide to do business with us, not just on this one vehicle, but through all of their vehicles for their family to do service, to build that relationship up. That's my staff's responsibility. Sure. It's not mine. And that was just like, oh, thank God, right? Because, you know, you look into dealerships and, you know, even being at that time, not knowing anything about the car business, but knowing that, you know, buying a car stuff. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's right up there with having to you know go to the dentist or visit your lawyer. Yeah, I mean, for for the consumer, that's yeah. just necessarily consumers are probably right that, to go to the dentist, right? Because they, 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 they put you because they can put you out. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like yeah, you yeah. still have to be alert to go to the dealership. <laughs> unfortunately, you can't go in unconscious. Um, I'm sure some people have. However, uh, watching watching dealerships before I. Before I, before Barry and I sold Dashboard and I, I moved on to Next Up, it was interesting. Next Up was such an easy pivot because it, at, at Dashboard with different products like Southern's Bumper and yep. in Glovebox and stuff and different marketing. Like, so we were taking our marketing acumen and putting them into like four-step, five-step pro, standalone products, as you yes. know, and sending them out to dealers. And the dealers that understood it off the hop. Right, like you know, our friends that were early adopters were like, "This works." Small batches. Yep. I was one of the first ones to yeah, use yeah, it. Exactly. I was, I was right. Small batches. You, you guys understood right? it. And yep. I remember still walking into a dealership at the Aaron Mills Auto, like in Geno's Auto Mall, mm -hmm. not Geno's store, but another store, and they they had used Bumper. They like Bumper. Like it's just. It's one of those like it's a can't miss. You're mining your own data, like your your own Pretty people are loyal to your story. It's like it's it's so stupid. Like it's that's the brilliance of Sal that he created something that will never fail to move people up and like you know no, it, people it, had it, leases and different things and like every it was such a good database mining tool. It still is, but that's a great I walked tool. into I walked into a dealership because they called me and they just said like we're not. Well, you know, I would follow up and how to go with that first sale. And it's like, we're probably not going to use it again. And I said, no, it just didn't work for us. And anytime a dealer says that, I'm like, uh, like I could understand different factors. Maybe the market's not right. Maybe interest rates aren't right. Like there's tons of stuff we did province-wide for Toyota. Sure. We thought were home runs and they didn't work. Sure. Sometimes it'd be things that we didn't think too much of worked really well. Bumper was one of those, like, you were in your own database talking to your own people. like, And it was tracking everything they wanted to do and not wanted to do. And... You know, it was so simple, and it was it, it it was down to because of the way it tracked the response from your own audience, your own customer base. It was truly up to the staff to engage them because the system is going. Here's a person that wants, like, it's come back. Yes, I would like a twelve o'clock appointment. 
Well, it, right. it's a system that came with a very defined process, and as long as they followed, followed the it, process, so they right? so this story they said, yeah, so this, successful. I it. sat in with this marketing director, and I felt terrible for her because she she just seemed at the end of her rope, and then I knew why. Because about forty five minutes in, I turned to her and I said, "You know why it didn't work?" And she's like, "Well, no one really knows. You just you know." And I said, "Well, because standing out on the floor, I said, I said, look out on the floor. I said, there's there's five people here right now. It's like." Before lunch on a Tuesday morning, you got five people out on the showroom floor. All staring out the window, waiting for the next up. No, no, it's even better. <laughs> I said, four of the five have been watching person number five tie those balloons to that car's antenna. They've been out there yakking and gossiping and hanging out together as Having a pack a coffee for forty-five. The whole time I've been here, that's why your sale didn't work. No one in that group who's here right now, who's been on shift now for a couple of hours. Is anyone doing follow-up to get an appointment? Is any, like I said, we gave you people out of your own database that put up their hand and said, yes, I would like to get out of this lease and move into a newer <laughs> model of my car. Yes, I will come in Saturday. Here's the time I, I've, I've picked on the open calendar. You know, every they've done everything for it's, you. It's pretty much and all that, there. That staff couldn't. Just, you gotta, and you gotta so know. when Clint reached out to say, do you, do you want to work with us? Because that's that's truly what Next Up does, right? It, it's measuring all that transaction. Well, it, it's it's the other side of activity. The it is. Know? It's just it's once they break the glass, yep. then Next Up is just tracking and measuring that that choreography that's happening mm -hmm. in the store, whether it's you know really rehearsed or not. Yeah. Right. And that for me was like that was the that was the aha for me because it's like if you've got to your point, it's not even. It's not even if you're using Next Step or not. It's just like if you've got some semblance of process and organization, just, just, just accountability. <laughs> like a piece oh of paper and God. a pencil for crying yeah. out loud. Just start there at least. And, and I right? thought back too because after that Aaron, after that Aaron Mills Auto Mall store visit, I started going to more stores. Mm -hmm. Just that we were working with different things. I would hang around <coughs> and I would just watch the showroom floors. Like, oh, because you, 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 you learned so much city. from it. So, yeah. Someone asked me the other day. Um, they were brutal. Like the amount of time people go for it. Like the amount of the amount of oh, time the people. Amount, the amount of time well, we have we have the data behind it too. But the amount of the amount of stuff people can find, and every dude, everybody's guilty of it. Oh, no, I'm 100%. guilty of it. You're guilty of it. Just your staff are. But if if no one's holding yourself accountable, like yeah, I work out of my home studio. I could fuck off all day and do nothing. Eventually though, like we're gonna have a staff meeting where like, hey, Brent, where's your stuff? I can guarantee you that I the the last twenty four months that I've been at this has been my most productive twenty four months my entire life. Mm. And, and and go to your point is because I have two assistants that literally ensure that Every single minute of my day is dedicated to being on the phone with this person, being in a meeting with that person, right. having a group meeting with those guys, doing mm -hmm. you know reviewing over the video content for next week. Right. It's just, I, but but yeah, if something's not managing my efforts, oh yeah, I can sit there. I'll pull up my feed, and all of a sudden, I'm 15 minutes into it, and I'm gone. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can you can loop out. So, I, I guess. Uh, we kind of got to process it, but I guess but, with, but I think what it is is the content actually. So, so this is actually where uh, I so I guess to, yeah, the actually, content actually it, combined. So, yeah, so when I saw when I saw what, what Next Step <coughs> did, and I understood that they are truly a software that just helps a dealership put in a sales process to keep them really agile, keep them profitable, keep them lean with with just the right amount of process and accountability. Yes, right, and and then gives them really great data to look at to go okay. 
hey, we, you know, if we if we push, you know, we missed eight test drives here and a bunch of manager intros. You know, if we hit those, our closing ratios, you know, almost double. There's just there's different clean things, and I really like that. So well, I knew it's, it's creating a proper baseball so the, team. Yeah. So the con- yeah. So the content <laughs> story for me coming in was coming out of my background as a marketer, going, okay, we're, there's all this traffic being driven to the store. Mm-hmm. You know, and when the traffic shows up, be it an appointment or a walk-in, it's still that like like, and you've heard me say it. They they've picked you. They want to go to the prom with you. Like yeah. They you know they're asking you to dance. Like you're the one. Yep. And you know, based on all the data, what I don't know, it's like one point four dealerships now or you, something. I don't know. I don't know what the point four is. It's your but, job just not to screw it up, pretty much. Yeah, like just don't really mess is. it up at this point. And as an industry, and maybe it's just like it. Maybe it's just. I think it's still a lot of old thinking. It's just still, I'm, I'm in a small market. I don't have to overthink this. I got franchise laws that protect me. I can do what the fuck I want. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I got a captive audience. People need cars. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't know what it is. There, but There's a good chunk of those that still believe that. And that's cool. Because and there's, and there's, there's other things, too, because they also, but they also see this whole level of, you know, we can't, you know, we're, we're afraid we're not going to find good people, so we just keep as many people on as we can because it's so much of a hassle finding people. And when we do, they leave right away. So oh, my gosh. That kind, I the whole so, term bodies. That's so, oh, yeah. We can't find warm bodies. It's just like, a warm oh, body. It's they a got life, a pole. Still stick them out there. Livestock <laughs> trade. But that was my line for, okay, I've got a long tail content story. And I presented that back to the guys at Next Step. I said, mm-hmm. okay, in order for us to really be out in market the right way is we have to do it through content marketing. Yeah. And the guy and I said, you're not gonna understand it from the get go. But you're under you're gonna understand pieces of it. Like you're gonna understand a video testimony with a dealer. Mm-hmm. You're gonna understand a download of a case study of a dealership we've done. You're gonna understand me posting a bit of a stat. But I said it's this big marriage of all sorts of different stories, but we have to write more blogs. We have to but I said this isn't a once or twice a month thing that you might have been doing before or once a quarter. This is in some semblances, in every, in every day, several times a week thing. 100%. But it has a starting point of the story, and it's got an end point, but you always have to keep coming back and checking, are we on message? Well, people are constantly coming in and out of the cycle. So, I mean, to create the story, a story has a beginning and an end. Uh, you have to determine how much or how long that narrative is going to be for you. But then you still have to kind of loop back well, you, around the whole, into Well, the whole it. thing, you have to bookend it. And the reason why I say that is because... If you you can't keep it open ended because you you do have to recycle the content. Yeah, you, you're right? gonna have to close you, off at you, some point. You have to ever, you have to evergreen it to a point. I think for us right now, like um, we we now are just like okay, keep adding things into what we've bookended mm-hmm. because when we put that stuff out every day, ten um, percent of our audience will see it every time we put it out sure right and that's I would say that I, you know we were in Jamaica together and I was at that event speaking to those guys I said you can't put a blog post out check the box and go okay we're done like well, well, Clint well. wrote a blog post four years ago that still gets a shit ton of traffic every time it comes back up on my like sure. when I requeue it and I use CoSchedule for this and CoSchedule's requeuing engine is brilliant because it takes you know it's like a buzzword but, but it takes the machine learning of your audience and when they're engaging your content and it recirculates it on your behalf so you don't have to lose hours rescheduling and reposting yeah. it builds out a schedule of re, you know evergreen content all the time and it's interesting watching older stuff and I'll have people in my company go man I'm seeing that like that product social post like a ton and I'm like that means you're on social media a lot yeah because again it always comes back to the 10% like every time something goes out 
10% of people are going to look at it, or they're going to look at it so very briefly because they're going to scroll through it. And, and you wouldn't have to put it out. I mean, look, if everyone's doing it, you wouldn't have to continue to share that message. But the bottom line is they're not, so you're going to continue right. to share that message. Well, and you've got to, you know, as, and as much as I'll, I'll, I will... As much as I will sing the praises of like the, the the guys in automotive that have like you know cut their teeth in the business and like you know self-made people and built everything up from the ground up, not handed much, you know like um, I'm re- the work ethic of these guys is like unbelievable. But yeah. they're also like the laziest bunch of fuckers ever, right? It's, you know what I mean? I, I they they and that's why you have to do it. It's just and it's not just those guys. It's everybody now. Sure. But I find that I found that through my twenty years is that dealers engaging content is is you know it truly is you got to get them in one of those quiet times when their world is not insane when they have a quiet moment themselves. So while I bag on them a little bit for being lazy because those guys that are you know well if you're not following up and you're spending all this time online why aren't you using it to you know invest time into Checking making the, the business content. better instead of finding the next funny video to post on your Facebook page or you know. You know some stupid gif that you you know like again like what are you using your time for because i've watched these guys like come in and you know we <laughs> we put a we uh because we're a software company on our homepage. you there's a login okay to our platform that shoots over to the next up platform it has to be there mm-hmm. every software company has one yep, on the front page from adobe to salesforce to us to you anybody's got a product that someone's got to log into a dashboard on you gotta log you manage your stuff it's got to be on the front page the amount of money I spend in AdWords every month, it's not crazy, but I spend a significant amount of money for my own clients to click that ad, a branded keyword, or next up being the branded keyword, yep. click that ad to go through login. I track the whole trail. Like they, Here's the attribution trail. And we're like, really? And I'm like, this will never stop. You don't understand. Like, your, Our dealer group will just they'll type it in to, you know, even going- though the PM say like bookmark it, Put it here. Put it somewhere on your desk. No, we're, 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 we're still no, no I'm just going to click on the ad. I had, I had a, the best story about about these guys is um, I did it one time and I'll never do it again because it's because I spent too much money too quickly. Facebook put those in in ad uh, forms. Yeah, the lead ads. Lead ads. Yep. So we're like, all right, let's build the lead ad. Built one once. First morning, it's up. The first, I get three hits. They're all clients. Oh, jeez. From a Facebook lead ad. One of them, uh, I don't know if we had a comment thing in the lead ad or not, but he all he wanted was support. Because his mobile oh, app no. wasn't working. The mobile app for the thing. For some reason, he just couldn't, he had a, something buggy with his mobile app. So he, instead of, you know, instead of going on his browser to the support page on Next Up or into the dashboard, the da- the because the, the reporting the dashboard at this time was only on desktop, <laughs> where you've got a big support, you know, right there. Like, if you need something right away, fill this out. He's not like a new user. Yeah. But the mobile app stopped working, so he stopped working <laughs> and went on Facebook. And somewhere along his time at Facebook, he saw, oh, yeah, my app's not working. I'll contact it. So I called him up. I said, let me get this straight. The mobile app stops working, so you immediately go into social media. And then eventually you go, oh, there's a next app ad, I'll, I'll fill it in there. So instead of doing anything really productive, you went straight to Facebook. Not because you're looking for No, no, ad. no, 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 no. You're, you, the ad just happened to come But up. I said, dude, like, honestly, like, and I, I happen to know this dealer. Like, yeah. the guy so you gave him a hard time for it. Oh, I did. And I, and I said, I really should 
asked me for it because I had three the first three leads that came in were all from people who were on the platform for a long time yep. all from a lead ad and it, and it ran me like a hundred bucks a lead and I was like shut that shit down I'm like why am I doing this why am I putting stuff up and that's that's the challenge of being like a product or service yep. how much stuff like that I think that's why con I like content is because the investment is time yeah, and time and labor. It, right? it's, it's really what it is. It's it's more time and labor. But then you know the execution of it is important. But the the creative yeah. is definitely there. Our goal and one of my biggest goals, I want to just continually kind of put this content out. The other day, my team just finally they they, they came to me and said, "Do you know how much we have?" And I didn't even mm. know. Right? We're at five hundred and seventeen videos of you. Right. Like wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yet I'm still not getting the message across. The goal is that I don't want marketing and operations to be two separate islands, right? Mm -hmm. the, the content is over here in the operations. It's in those processes, right? Right. But instead, we come into the showroom, we make a funny video of us kicking a soccer ball around the showroom, right? Mm -hmm. the, the story, the narrative is there, but we're not sharing that narrative of this is... And, and the narrative, the, the, the value to the consumer is in the impressive level of process that they have. Yeah, but that's I, not where they, they don't yeah, go and to I, that and place. I think and I think that's everyone's. I think that is. Um, I think that is sort of my issue with the content I see out there from individuals from businesses and everything else is they don't understand the thing that truly engages someone and it's 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 been passed down to us like we've heard it time and time again when you when you're on digital and and, and there's. There's two sides of the story too. When you're on digital, it's so easy to get content up there. Sure. The fastest place to get content up. But we have to, um, but we were told we have to get, it's almost question and answer. Like put things out there like a question and then provide the answer for it. The sure. content. Be educational about the content. Like yeah. help people understand either why they need it, why it's useful for them, whether or not they should, like even even why you shouldn't maybe buy something from them, right? It's it, the, the message <laughs> from the that, experts has always, like has always been about <coughs> educating people. And what's happened is the attention spans on these have gone way down. Our, our total attention spans gone way down. And... and the content that's out there for the most part is I'd say is 95% weak it's just empty stuff it's fluff like yep. you know there's tons of people in our industry that that spit out from like the biggest names in the industry to the most local of guys they're spitting out content for two minutes every morning then again at lunchtime then again in the afternoon and they're talking the entire time and saying nothing yeah, because they're, they're just they're just talking at the camera. They're just you know, talking I mean, about like this is what I have to do today. This is this is how we do. We gotta sell this or I don't you know, know what or even even guys like Gary. Like I watched I watched a local guy in our province and I watched Gary V just both post videos, multiple videos about the same shit. Yeah. It's like stop scrolling through and comparing yourself to other people on social media, but watch my content on social media so so I can tell you not to compare yourself to other fucking people on social media. But it but that's all they say. They don't they don't get into any sort of tactic on this is how you do it yeah. this is how I do it this is how I this is these are things I use in my day to sort of you know help me do this and I think that is the that is that is where content is kind of failing it's it's this under it, it's the the promise of value isn't there 
Well, because they don't take the time to actually give itself a narrative. I mean, right. I, I call my video team, and I, I have a nickname for them, I call them treasure hunters. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and really, honestly, I, I, I have mad respect for them because I don't think I can do it. I, I provide them six hours of video content a day. Yeah. Like, there's just how many meetings and just opportunities where I record, and it is literally up to them to go through and consume that and pull and find the treasure yeah. within all of it. I can't imagine it. All yeah, those other and, and I think, but, uh, but and that's because that's, they, they have a goal, they have a narrative that they're trying to share, and that's the effort behind so it. They're hunting for it. And what we were talking about before we recorded is I, I, I do appreciate what you are trying to do with the sort of micro lessons on there, but that's really where those have to truly go is go. Give people stuff that if they're going to digest it for three minutes, because once they're going to see going, hey, this is what I want you to do today. Mm -hmm. It's not a soundbite going like we got to put the customer first or we've got to, you know, it's a logic in this. Like, it's almost like the teams have to look at it and go watch a clip they edit, be it a dealership, be it your team, be it my team, whatever it is, and go, are we providing enough value to help someone actually truly change even yeah. one Could thing they do a day. Something. Just Can they do something, something with, it? with it? Instead of just hearing someone say, you know, because again, there's... Follow up with your customers. Well, it's, not, it's, it's that, but everyone everyone's <laughs> also become fucking self-help gurus too. Like all of a oh sudden, gosh, all these people that are just these like, you know, driven, you know, people who, you know, are, are entrepreneurs, they're not entrepreneurs or whatever they are. But now all of a sudden, they're they're, entrepreneurs. but every, everyone now has an opinion and they're a self-help person too. Like half, so half of the business stuff that's coming out is all about this like self-help guru bullshit. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I have a, I have a major problem with that, <laughs> you know, being like, you know, me and I'll say it on the, on the website. Like, but again, um, being a guy that spent almost 25 years in, 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 in it, in the rooms of AA, I don't, I don't yes. give a shit. I, I say it anyways. No, no, no. And, and you know, like bells, let's talk, and all that stuff is great. But like, there's also this weird sort of level of um, transparency that people, again, that sort of break up their content all of a sudden. Like they're doing all this content about this is how you have to be, and this is how your day's got to be set up to be successful, and yeah. this and this and this. Oh, by the way, like you know, my mom slapped me around for 12 years. Back to the regular scheduled content. Like they just sort of shove it in there to go. Oh yeah, I have to do this because everyone's doing it. Or shove a picture of their of their kid or something like that. I, well, you it's, know, it's, it's just it's just other things. But that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like a it's like a dealership. And I know I, I went somewhere with like a whole twelve step thing. Yesterday was Bell. Let's talk, and you know that's I that's. Know. It, it's. I'm glad it's happening. But like, did you actually watch through the hashtag Bell? No. Let's talk. Okay, I, no. I I I did. I took some time. I actually didn't post anything until much 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 later in the day because I really wanted to think about I only, it. So I only I only posted one thing about it because I I while I don't mind it, I I take that stuff with a grain of salt because I'm glad that there's like a grant. Like it's funny that it has to be. It has to be the work of some advertising agency and a monster corporation like Bell to get people talking about shit because like a hundred years ago, the two guys that started Alcoholics Anonymous, that was the foundation of it. It's like the only way people get better from this is if they talk to one another and say, this I have a problem with alcohol. That was a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like those guys were Bell Let's Talk a century before Bell Let's Talk. Exactly. But it's funny though because we, we chomp onto it because very smart marketers put this in front of us and we consumed it the right way for them. And then Bell gets to rub it all over themselves. It's like, look what we're doing for mental health. And good on them. Like the money they raised yesterday, they they, yes. they posted the, the numbers today. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But the it's just interesting because nothing is new. No, no, nothing their, is their new. Their premise of talking about it is not new. But it's I think what's, what's gotten worse is that 
at least 100 years ago, yeah. there was a very value proposition in the content that was being put yeah. out. Now the content, I mean, I've, I've followed the hashtag yeah. a few times. Like how right? many people and now, like next week, post stuff just... Just yeah, it's just just a post. And I guess that's I guess that's part of it because I guess when when I that's why I guess I was talking about bookending things and having a true story and sticking to the story yes. and not getting caught up with oh there's this like you can have like and I guess that's why I have a personal Instagram channel because that way I can just willy nilly just post crap. Like, but that's your narrative, so that's okay. So yeah, that, that's, well, my, but my my narrative's like like a drunk six year old. Yeah, but that's your, but that's your personal. But the narrative. next but the next up narrative that's and, a and narrative. another channel I'm building. Um, I'm trying to keep those narratives strictly to that. So well, I get it, it. But that makes sense because then I can I can choose on the story level, the mm. narrative that I want to do. Yeah. Like I don't – I'm really – I'm pushing my team and myself never to try to cross the line. I, I think yeah. last week I posted one picture of my daughter. I haven't posted a picture of my daughter pretty much ever yeah. right in the last two years. And I, even after I did, I was like, oh, shit, shit, I really have done that. I, I, do, um, I do that and I think it's good. But I think, I think too, it's – and I, I, think, I think we're all – yeah, it's, it's, but you know what I'm trying to maintain that narrative, like you said, the bookends, and I try not yeah. to stray away from the narrative. But it's, it's even hard for us. It's hard. It's hard to you know what I mean because you you either get to a, a place where you know you're you're looked at as someone who provides a lot of insight and thought, leadership and different things, and so then you got this onus on you going well if I don't post. Mm-hmm. It, it, sometimes it's an out of sight, out of mind, and you've yeah. got a business, and there's a you know there's a business like every everything comes back to like what's what's what is the business a, approach for right like what sure. is the business reasoning behind it so you know you have to create content to remain relevant to be asked to speak so you can well, you raise your company or your products and all this 100%. other stuff it, it, it's all there so it's 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 just this it's just this weird thing and I guess but like to, to roll back to that just really thinking through your content is just because right now I just like I said earlier it's like when I open up link LinkedIn and it vomits all this empty stuff all over the place mm-hmm. it's like that's the infuriating thing to me it's it just and what it's making me do is it's making me engage in and actively touch more content because when I do half the time it's just this nonsense it's just someone's talked for an hour like an hour someone's talked for a minute and a half and said absolutely nothing so no. if I'm if I'm a business owner or something if like if someone just came out and said here's something I want you to try today and I'm going to give you a little execution schedule to try to roll it out. Yep. Try this one day this week and then post up and let me let me know how it went. Like that's the kind of content it, 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 I don't see a lot of that happening. Like, no. you know, and I and I know you're I know you're trying to do that with your stuff. Look, sometimes we, some we miss stuff? the mark. Say, I I will have no problem admitting sometimes hey you man, just don't No one, it, no one's ever about a thousand, right? Yep, exactly. And part of the experiment that you guys are doing is Let's create a lot of content. Let's put it out there, and then let's look at engagement rates and what sort of commentary we're getting. What the audience and then evolve it based on exactly. your your peer group looking at it too. Because yep. even you know, like our friend Glenn Pash, like Glenn yep. is putting out like a one or like bookending his week with videos. But Glenn's just putting that out. Like, think mm-hmm. about this with your team this week. Think about this as being a manager. It's not just like you got to get out and grind and you got to hustle and you got to put in eighteen hours and all this other bullshit. He's actually just saying. Take this one piece this week. Yep. I'm going to try to do it this week. I want you to try to do it, and let's let's keep that. So there's stuff like that that I appreciate because it's actually something you can write down in a book. Okay, I'm going to try this. Get my leadership team together and go. Hey, we've never done it's this. An actual thing. 
It's an actual thing. Let's try it on our own, and then let's talk to our vendor set and see how they can help us do this if we're seeing something good from it. Yeah, 100%. But I just think a lot of the content that is, none of it's really truly doing that. Like, yeah, you can jump into a blog. Like, it's almost like blogs are the lost art because you can go yes. into a blog and get dynamite intel. Yeah. And and no one's doing it because who wants to read something anymore? Like it's unfortunate. Reading, it's unfortunate. reading is like this lost art, like cursive, like fuck reading and fuck cursive <laughs> you know, it, but it's true everyone's like if I can't if I can't like I was using Lumen out of Vancouver for our yep. blog post because it's like and I, I would literally put in our in our content strategy okay this blog was written one week later we'll put out a Lumen 5 video on it right like go. a 30 second hit or yeah, about exactly. the core of it and my post would we'll be the exact we all know reading's overrated right yep. here's your Lumen video of last week's blog Yep. and so even Lumen like starting Lumen out of Vancouver like last week they're like it's really interesting the way you're using it and it's like yeah, but I have to because I have an audience that I have an audience that if they have time, well, you want to. It's the you, right people. You have, in the to, audience, cater, you have to cater to the audience, right? They'll engage it. So when when dealerships are developing out their content, they need to cater to their audience, right? Yeah. And and they need to have a process around just just like mm -hmm. it, like NextUp has created almost like we need like the, the structured process NextUp for the content side of the business as well, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because there isn't much of a process, you know, yeah. and and with and with NextUp, you clearly define what your goals or objectives are. Right, yeah. and it's very, very measurable on how each one is performing, and each one, yeah. each salesperson is handling each one of those pieces of process. Right, we have to take that exact same approach and do it inside our own organization, and do it too. inside of our own organization yeah. within the content that we want to develop. Yeah. The cool thing is that when that happens, now you get the marketing, all right, and the operations singing yeah. the same song, yeah. you know, and then this beautiful thing happens. Uh, I mean, I know like a lot of people for the longest time, that's always been, you know, you, you, you're responsible for bringing them up to the door and then I'm gonna take care of it after that. Right. And, and, and there's some truth to that, but I, when I bring them to the door, that experience and the content that they've consumed is an extension when they come into the door. Right, and that's why we, and that's where we've stepped in to say, in la late last year, writing and pre presenting about how fraudulent attribution measurement can be because, yes. um, and I shouldn't say fraudulent, it's just... No, no, I literally just had was, a video I posted on the it, same thing. It, it, it was, it was you have to, it, it, it's great if you can watch someone like from the first time they engage anything that you've put out there in market, content-wise, whatever. It's, it's badass to be sure. able to watch someone come all the way through it's a cool ass report in, it looks awesome right and there's all this stuff you put out there like to your point you just made that point you've you've set the stage of this is what it's going to be like when you come to jason toyota yeah. buy your next camera you've set that stage and you've set up that expectation and that person finally goes yep yeah, i choose you what we're saying about it was last year the attribution people were all sort of squawking like you've got to measure every part of this but they were they were never talking about the in-store Yes. They, they omitted the fact that the most important, like the end of that journey the most is important. at the store. Yes. And if the marketers have done their job, yeah, attribution can follow it all along. And, and, and you know I mean? If the marketers are driving them in, then attribution actually has something to measure. But everyone's stopping at the glass. Yeah, the, the and, stories are unfortunately two different stories. Yeah, and the story that's inside the yeah. dealership is, for a yeah. lot of cases, not the yeah. story that's being shared outside the If you got six guys standing outside the store, like, they, not up here, it's too cold, but if you got, you got <laughs> six guys standing outside the store, you know, nice weather, it's a nice day, waiting for ups, smoking cigarettes, and looking at their phones, like, nobody likes driving up into that. No. And yet, managers, like, that's the most interesting thing is, 
the constant in all of this is that the consumer still doesn't like buying cars. No. Unless they've got their guy, unless they've got their dealer that they work with and they love, right? My dealer I I buy from, I will never buy from anyone else because I don't, I never, I can literally pick up my phone and get anything done I need to get done or or into a car. Like, it doesn't matter. Yep. And I send everyone I know to them if they're near that dealership, if they live near that dealership, send everyone there. But there's a lot of people that that just absolutely hate the buying experience. Of course. And it doesn't matter what side of the border you're on, whatever. And it seems to be the thing that, like, there's a very, very small group of dealers and dealer groups out there that go, we need, you know, end-to-end everything to be, you know, from, like, the Weiler groups to the Wayne's Canada's, the New Roads we're talking about, Croxton's Mm -hmm. group. Like, there are are people out there that that they're just trying. Yep. They're, like I said, they're not going to bat a thousand. No, it's not going to be perfect every day. But there are, you know, we've got groups too, like uh, you know Fletcher Jones and mm-hmm. Larry H. Miller, like that use our stuff, and they're they're driven to go. We are going to we are going to live mm-hmm. and act out everything we put out there in the market of what this experience is going to be. Yes, right. Like our friend Keenan Pyatt, uh, 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 Toyota of Abilene, Lithia Toyota Abilene, mm-hmm. right? He's part of Lithia Auto Group, and they're a big, huge, powerful group. But still, there's that Keenan's whole view of yeah he's got a great big massive group now that's helping him drive a, a structure and, and an accountability that he needs sure based on hey man you're a group like you're you're not a you know you're not a shark you know you're not the superstar sales store or whatever you don't get to do whatever you want like the group is now dictating how things are run from a very high corporate level well, however though you see a manager yes. not like an operator and Keenan's just a GM he's not the owner of that store well Lithium the store Keenan's a GM but man like there, like, and he's a small town. He's not a big market or anything like that. But there are this. There's a small chunk of people that, you know, like, you know, Nicholas, uh, the the VP over at Puente Hills Toyota down in California, like mm-hmm. Nicholas Cardin. Like, there's just people that are that are remarkable, and, and like Kevin Fries, and I mean Janice. Like, there's just all these people that have a vision for how that customer needs to be treated as they come through, shoulder to shoulder, yes. as the mean says, right? Yes. yes. So. And I, I still don't know why it is, and I think that's our biggest thing at, at Next Up is that process and accountability. Is all mm-hmm. we want to do is make sure that that everything you've just said in market is going to ladder up to exactly what they're going to give at the start. Hundred percent, right? That that's it. I mean that that is the formula. Because right? if you do I mean, it, it's 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 a done deal. Because we we've even said, 50, said they, they only go to yeah. one point four or two yeah. dealerships. So like, come on, like don't a, mess it up. A, a sold walk in. Like on our, our recent end of your data, a sold walk-in spends two point, almost two and a half hours at a store. Everyone's yeah. like, you got to get them out fast. Really? Because our, a sold walk-in wants to be there. It's yeah. not because they're waiting in finance, because we've actually moved our product into, we've moved our, our sales like from, we were showroom only. Now we, mm-hmm. we, we set the rotations up in finance and we set them up into service as well for the advisors and for the, you know, so we can, you know, tee up people to go into finance and, you know, better you know more efficient ways of moving them through the dealership but however those sold customers still want to if the experience is good why do they well yeah you're gonna hang out yeah i mean you know you you go to a restaurant and it's a great experience and amazing atmosphere you're not dying to get the check and to get going and if the store is doing a good job of really making sure everything top to bottom about that vehicle you meet all the right managers you need Mm -hmm. to meet you know all the tech you know how everything works that you're driving off that lot going oh no i didn't know how to hook up my blue like all the stupid little things but you know it's not it's not the rush that everyone is sort of spouting like people want to be in and out of stores in 40 minutes 
Really? Which, who, which sure, I'm sure some people do. Shit, yeah. But but it's not. But the other part of that too, though, is I think I think some of that is some stores going. Well, we don't need to test drive those people. Test drives really shit. Like if a test drive is thirty minutes, or a yeah. demo drive is like from from time getting the keys. Like and the smart stores too will have those cars ready to go. If they have an appointment coming in, know they're demoing a going to test drive a Camry or a Rogue or whatever it sure. is. And those cars are ready to go. You're still out there. Like the you know the you know, you put that time in. Like we look at the time on ours, and the stores that use us go, "Our test drives have to be this long. Yeah. We want them in the vehicle that long." So you start to add that up. Like it's not, you know, someone's not in the car for six minutes, and the stores that go, "Well, we don't need to test drive them," they said they didn't want to test drive. One percent, like we had two point one five million opportunities. There's going to be a few walk through the store. <coughs> we had two point one five million opportunities walk through the store, and year over year, this data never changes one mm-hmm. percent of all those customers that walk in that don't test drive actually purchase the car sure one percent never it never changes yeah <laughs> it's like oh, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, we don't need to drive them okay well you're only going to sell one percent of them yeah you know like and that's that's over like that's three that's two continents and you know worth of data there right? well see, <laughs> that, that process like, those processes that you guys are bringing and then uh, I, you know i, I I'm a huge fan of you guys' tool, but I also understand that a tool is only as good as the individual end up utilizing sure, yeah. that tool. Um, but but the process that uh, that comes with your guys' tool um, has the ability to generate a narrative that can be unique to that specific dealership. Absolutely. So so if the narrative of the dealership wants to be time savings, well, they can utilize oh, absolutely. your tool to do so. Yeah. If the narrative wants to be about transparency, then your guys' tool can create the process to make sure that it is a transparent and that we do touch all these additional points to ensure exactly. transparency. So that yeah, um, that is the beauty of the software is that the pre-install, pre-training call is all about like how many reps do you want on point? Yep. How do you want to move them through the departments? Like all of that to, your, to what you were just saying is covered because yeah, every single store is going to be different even like even if it's owned by a larger group and has certain processes sure. because the individuals and the just the the different flows of traffic heavier times lighter times all the you know everything is different like uh, like a group may sort of dictate you know this is how many people we want to point at that but a, but a highlight but but then a group with a like with a entry level like say they've got hyundai toyota nissan stores but then they've got ben's you know lexus They've got high line stores where they develop they how they need to, you know, yeah. like like uh, uh, I think it's Mercedes, yeah, Mercedes Benz Riverside, um, yeah, Anthony Chandler, uh, Mercedes Benz Riverside, California. You you watch, you know, I, I went there and did a video testimonial with Anthony, and, and he's mm-hmm. he, again, he's he's a really great, he's a great advocate of ours, but he's got that, he's got a very. Um, steady and methodical demeanor about him mm-hmm. it's very elegant though you know what i mean like he really does represent a highline brand really well like yes. as a as like sort of the spokesperson for the store as the as the general manager of that store in the way he wants his salespeople to where exactly where they are when someone's walking in where they should be how they move them through that store you know anthony's Anthony sounds like it's like a good high end restaurant. Well, yeah, he came out of Fletcher Jones, out of you know, mean in California, like the number one MB store in the whole world, mm-hmm. you know, and he took he took the Riverside store and like blew it out of the water because he he brought it next up over there, but but knowing what he has with the tool allowed him to go here's 
here, here's here's what my choreography looks like. Now I need right? to measurable measure this. Now I have the effectiveness. I, yeah. of I, I know the measurement I'm going to get from the tool, yeah. but this is the way I'm going to do it. And you know, I could go from Anthony's store, and I went to Nicholas's Cardin store, and I went to Puente Hills that same afternoon, mm-hmm. and that store is just different. It's a different dance. Yeah. It's a Toyota store. It's blitz. the dance. It's Actually, a, I think that's the best way yeah, to describe it's it. A, it's, it's a dance. It's a dance. The dance has yeah. that narrative. That's what Mercedes our market Mercedes-Benz Riverside. It's like this. You know, it, it, it's a. So is that in their marketing? It's a efforts? cotillion. And Puente Hills in Toyo, which is a huge story. It's great. It's a foreign disco. It's like a rave, you know. It's just like there's so much stuff going on. Like they're just like, like there's like people everywhere. The place is buzzing, and then you get into Mercedes Benz Riverside. It's just like this is like this is a classy joint. This is a classy joint. Can't wreck anything, you know. They're not gonna play the buzzcocks here. No, you know. But again, that's what I mean. That's why the software plays so well to the stores because you've got different like you know we built it to you know uh, accommodate and assist the, the the most people down to the fewest right yeah so it can be tailored for exactly what a store wants and i like i was just redoing we did a big release new icons new new dashboards and new look and feel and so we did we did all of this stuff and so just just even um updating all we were updating all the guidelines pdfs that our stores can use mm-hmm. right so after they get trained like okay here's your rotation no return like all these pages and stuff and i was like i was kind of blown away by how much leave behind materials we have based on once that store figures out their mix of the day uh, time on point yeah, yeah. Uh, once they figure out their choreography <clears throat> like the materials we leave behind going okay there there are three on point there are one on point there are 45 power rotation there are 30 mm-hmm. minute power rotation whatever we've got all these variables that go into it but that that is the the beauty of it is you know keep your keep your software small keep it keep it nimble and you know i, I credit clint with he's always sort of treated himself like you've got you know your your craft beer on the table but clint's always, clint, he, he does clint he has that approach yeah. he he said he said that about you know i'm like a craft brewer i i, mm-hmm. I want a small batch stuff i don't want to do everything like he created the first crm in the automotive business like 25 years ago and saw what a monster that could be and the adoption issues that came along with it which yeah. actually pushed him into next step yeah why that was so um over the 12 years now that he's been you know running his company it's like still 20 20 something people and Mm -hmm. uh the guys in orange county build the tech right in house right everything everything's in house everything's like you know locally made and locally sourced and but he doesn't (laughs) try (laughs) but he doesn't try to do everything you know and i I start to look at other he's not the jack of all trades master nothing he is the master of what what space he wants you know just coming back from nada and seeing how often tech companies now just like everyone's digital retailing this year or how many people now have like sort of like leaderboards or up rotations like we noticed more people have come into the segment where we were the only one for a long time that's true and that was nice and all but it's good to start having people in there because it actually validates the 12 years of work we've no 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 100 yeah yes no it's, yeah. it's good to have new, new blood in there but i think the new blood too is like i said it's it's almost like the content stuff we were talking about earlier is, mm-hmm. It's easy to pivot and just spit stuff out there and a message. Well, we do this and we'll figure it out after we start signing people, or you know, we'll figure it out after people start walking through the door of our business or ordering products from us. It's like there's this, you know, you can put so much stuff out there so quickly and then think about it later. And I think 
we need to get back to. Let's think about it first. Define that dance. Let's define the demands. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's create that narrative and yeah. then put it out there. So you know, you have the opportunity to be in and out of a lot of dealerships, and like yeah. myself. So, um, do you see? Do you have any maybe at the top of your head where where people have really kind of adopted and developed out the processes, created that dance, written out the narrative of what that dance looks like, and actually implement that and put that into their marketing efforts? Yeah, I, I've seen it. I, you know, I mean, I. I know, and I, I, I saw him on the weekend at ADA, like Matt Miller, Lexus of Edmonton. Okay. Bruce and Matt, the whole team there is that um, sort of one-touch mentality. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're, they're trying to, like, if you come in and start working, like, if you walk through the doors of Lexus of Edmonton, you're working with Jason Harris. Mm-hmm. Jason is the person you're with through your whole buying experience, the after buying. Like, you, you, he's your guy. Okay. One dude. And I know... Um, when and that's how they market when, the experience. Yeah, when we did a testimonial with Matt, like now two <coughs> falls ago, like that's sort of when they were just starting. Like they were already using Next Up because they already had this really elegant approach anyways. Because, and, and why I, I bring it back to those guys, and I know they get a lot of kudos for their video work and other things like that, but what I always liked about it is the owner of that store said to everyone, staff and vendors alike, mm-hmm. anyone that's involved with that store from any capacity, if you see a customer walking towards the door, you are to stop what you're doing and open that up for that person. Whether you're the uniform delivery guy for the service techs, whether you're the marketing vendor, whether you're you know car proof, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're on staff. You stop what you're doing and you grip the door. He is he has put he has put that man. Down. So if, you know, Piquette from our team is out there doing a retrain or they've got new staff up there. If John happens to be in the showroom and someone's walking towards the door, John literally stops what he's doing on you know. He's the next up guy. Open the door for that customer. So that's that ground level going, we have to better ourselves just from that very, like, direct to first impressions. The first impressions is Mm -hmm. so important because it's it's literally seconds for you to destroy that. So they've always done it. And uh, Susan Gabost and the Mississauga Toyota team. Done a phenomenal job. They've, it's always been, like, Susan's vision and John Hall's vision for that Mm -hmm. matter. Their vision for the store um, has always been to make people feel like a part of that family. It's just yep. the way the Gabastas are. Like if you know them and you know her dad and, and know her brother Stephen who's oh, in the store and, and John and everything, it's, it's very close. So there, I know Susan over the years has been like going, I'm trying to tell more of that story, and, and but I'm also trying to embrace digital. She was, you know, years ago. Like so she's gotten a lot of, everyone's like, oh, Susan's and everything. But yeah, she was brave enough to try stuff when everyone else didn't. Yeah, you know, she was just she wasn't the smartest person in the room, and she'll self admit that. But she was like, okay, friends of mine who I trust are telling me I have to start focusing this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start pivoting and moving that way. And she started doing it a long time ago. So now everyone looks at Susan like, oh, how do you do it? And Susan's like, I I keep learning, right? Yes. With with what she's trying to do though, and what she brought, they brought Next Step in for a lot of different reasons. John Hall, the GM, liked it because in a disposition with the customer, in their back and forth with the customer walking in the door or appointment, they could mm-hmm. tie back to their marketing efforts. Sure. How did you come in? Oh, I got my email from, you know, Jason, you know. <laughs> so they go, oh, yeah, Jason's email campaign that he put out for us last week is really working hard for us because mm-hmm. we have customers in our dispositions, the guys are marking off, you know, email campaign or whatever it is, or a private sale campaign that our agency is running for us. Or, you know, someone saying, yeah, I saw the newspaper ad, or not that she's been in the newspaper. <laughs> no, not years, at all. But whatever it's been, <coughs> online. So John, John, John loves the together. connectivity of that. 
what Susan wanted to do was Susan liked the fact that like when when Mark's and I introduced her to Mark early on at Stringfellow our VP of sales Mark always has a great you know it's the old Fleetwood Mac quote love the one you're with mm-hmm. right I think it's Fleetwood Mac so I love the one you're with I think so and but I, I love that because what Mark is saying is when they when that customer breaks the glass like that that person on point no phone in their hand no staring oh. at their computer, not wondering if the phone ringing in their office is a deal that's going to provide them more commission than the person standing in front of them. Like, love the one you're with. Give them 100% of your focus and your energy, and you're going to make their day. For sure. Right? And he said that. And why that resonated with Susan is because her the issue that she wanted to solve was turnstile. Right? Yep. So she was watching her staff move away from clients all like. You know that it was that. Sure, so someone, someone would come and walk in. There's a few and things, but but, she, but Susan's really aware of like making sure that staff aren't walking away from people. And and, and you know Michelle, I was talking about Roadster earlier. It's it's interesting because uh, Michelle, the CMO from Roadster, at David Kane's event, was just talking about like basically turns like they were measuring how many times in a visit people were actually being abandoned by the sales staff, and they were measuring. Oh, it. that's an interesting. Measure. And I gave her our data because what we show is that. Inside of a, a regular work shift, staff are only in front of a live customer for two hours of the day. Yeah. There's five hours where they're actually not touching a customer. And then Michelle's team dug into that two hours and went, now how many times in that two hours are they? So we gave her, oh, we gave her the benchmark cool. data and then they put that data against going, okay, next, next up tells everyone in the industry, this is how much time you're in front. Now we've measured how many times in that two hours. That they're abandoning them to go. I'm just going to go get this for you. I'm just going to go with this. I'm just going to get this. How much real so time? That's, so that's so Susan seeing that already at her place. That was that like as soon as that love. As soon as she heard love the one you're with, be with them 100 percent of your energy. That's all she wants, and that's mm-hmm. the that's what she's trying to put into their. As you know, uh, working with her, that's that's really some of their core messaging that they're putting in. It's like it's yeah, the narrative that we're starting to put together. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and, and it's cool so, on the marketing side. I've had the opportunity to now work with her. And you know we're in the works of putting yeah. out that content, trying to create that 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 yeah. that narrative, that story. So that's what someone consumes. That's what that experience is going to be. That's what they're getting marketed that the experience is going to be. So that when they come in, it's an immediate validation. Yeah, and I and I think you know you look down stateside, and you know you I've you know I've I've, I've had the, uh, the real pleasure of, of of building a really great friendship with Kevin Fry, the mm-hmm. Automotive Group. And, Very smart cat. Uh, yeah. You know, well that's debatable. Okay, um, <laughs> but. Uh, keep that in the edit form. Hundred um, percent. That group, though, like you can come in being a, I don't know, like I sell three hundred cars a month for my old store. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We're glad to have you here, but we're going to train you and get you ready to sell cars the way this group moves customers through our environments. Yep. Right. And it's very much that way. We've seen people that would love to work for Kevin, and like it's not that they're bad salespeople or whatever. No. But it's just that personality going. You got to strip out everything you think you know. You know, you, yeah. you, you got like in, in some of those semblances, you just got to you got to peel everything back, get it down to bare bones, and then rebuild yourself back. That's right. Bring it like, back. I'm gonna, bring I'm gonna, it, bring we're it gonna back beat to you down. We're gonna level. beat you down, and then we're gonna build you back up. Create it back up. Yeah. No, I think that totally makes sense, and that's actually a great point for us to probably you know stop right there and sure. kind of recap that, right? I mean, look at the end of the day, um, you know, from the operations side, is there's a narrative and a story there, right? And and a dance right. that needs to be created in that process. I love right. the dance concept because it totally makes sense to me, right? Right. Um, 
And that we need that narrative not only to exist inside the physical dealership, but we need it also to be the narrative, you know, and the marketing efforts. We don't want the narrative out here to be only just price. The, the, the message is not just no, historic and, price. No, and, and like, like we were talking earlier, in, in all, all good marketing, all good strategy starts with a brief. Yes. Right? So um, if... if for those people that are listening to this, and they go, well, I, I don't even know what that is. Like, you know, um, they can talk to you, they can talk to me. It's like, yeah. you have to start with a brief because it, like a, a good briefing document, basically all that really does is internally you spell out what the ask is, right? Mm-hmm. The brief just defines what the ask is. This is what we want to try to do. And then there's a series of pretty simple questions that, you know, you as an individual can write. Like the way I do it is I write my brief and then I take it to the state. I say, okay, who are going to be the stakeholders on this project? Like who asked for it? Like so, if it's my VP of Sales or if it's my CEO says this is what I want to do, that's what you know. If I write it on their behalf, and go, okay, this is what you asked for. Is this correct? Yep. Once we get once you get that sign off, it, then okay, then you move into okay, let's brainstorm. What are ideas around this? The thing about the brief is through the whole dance, through mm-hmm. all the choreography and all the narrative. You always can come back to that and go, oh well, let's throw this idea. Well, is that on? Let's go back to the brief. Yep. Is it on the brief or is it off? Because that's where I think we deviate. Well, it gives a direction. So, you you got to have you, a direction. Yeah, it, keep, it keeps you for at least that one story or that one ask in that silo. Yes. And if you want to layer on and it doesn't fit with the brief, write a new brief on the next, for the next ask and the next <laughs> Straight, idea. Create the next and, one. And, the and next build one. that. So every everything should have sort of a, just just a bit of a, just a bit of a roadmap at the start. Yeah, well, you, you, know, you, you, stay, you stay within that structure. That gives you the place of where you're going to build yeah. your content. And I think, of. and I think for a dealer out there, and like I, I was saying, like when I made the dealers in Jamaica write the their customer experience briefs, yeah. right? If you're a dealer and you and you have a briefing document, and I, I think I wrote it about this in Auto Journal too. It's like you, you write a brief and ask of your agency and hand like here's our briefing. You'll melt heads 100%. On, on your vendor side because I know for a fact that. We would have to write it for them, or, or, or sort of come up with that thinking. But if you're if you're truly thinking ahead about what it is, like that's the challenge to dealers who, in general managers and GSMs who really, you know, if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is, like write a brief truly about what you want. Really yeah. think about it and, and put it down on paper, and then have your agency partners or your strategic partners help you sort of like, you know, fill in the blanks and, and sure. massage it, and then bring it back to your team because that. Um, that that process alone is going to get you more wins. Like, yeah, we, oh, 100%. We, it will give your process direction. Better, yeah, it will give your marketing and the narrative and the marketing direction. The, like, the, the brief, a, could, the brief could be so the ask is we've got to clean up our show our showroom coverage. <coughs> like, the brief could be like the ask for you know how do we make showroom coverage better? The brief could be yeah. we need we need a, you know we need a Christmas email camp. It could be big. It could be small. We need to fundamentally you know um, we need to tell a better message out there for potential employees like that that's yep. a big brief right like 100%. Those, are, those are different things yes but all of those should have some sort of backbone all of those initiatives at a dealership should have some sort of backbone that's in a document that everyone at the table goes yep we're all on board with that yes because when someone comes in and throws a, an idea grenade in there you know how those idea grenades I, yeah are, someone went to right? the bathroom and came back and going oh i got this great idea for what we were just talking about three days ago it's like no it's not on brief that's right. Save it for oh, something else. Oh, that's not shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, that's like there's something called scope creep, and it happens yep. on everything. 100%. Let's just add this. Let's just add that. Let's just revise this 17 times, 50 times. <laughs> exactly. Just, it will it will scuttle things. So, yeah, to, to wrap it, it's um, – Bill Playford says it best. Um, be honest about your data. And mm-hmm. I think you should be honest about your data first. 
look at what's happening in your store and then look where the where the gaps are, right? Yep. Like, okay, well, we've got so much data, but what are we missing? Process and accountability fills up the gaps. Yes. Right? So, yeah, be, it's, it's okay to look at your data. And if it's going to suck, it's okay because you can always make it better. That's true. Right? But And that's the most hilarious thing. And I said, you know I mean? And I fucking tell the story every time. I'm like, set it driving sales two years ago. Why don't we like reporting and analytics? And one dealer that was sitting right up at the front of the room under his breath said, because it makes us accountable. Of course it does. Hey, Brett, I, I really appreciate you know taking the time and coming to see me after hours. Um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, I, the content, I think, was very, very rich. I think there's a lot of value there uh, for management and ownership, and, and including vendors as well. I, I think just everybody can collectively oh, learn yeah, we all, you know, we from all, this. We all can do that. It's not, it's, I, I never, I never want to be someone up in front of a group of people saying you have to do this mm-hmm. because I won't I won't spit it out on them unless I'm trying to do it myself. Right? Yep. And the things I actually do for my own my own organization because yeah we're and that's why you're a practitioner you really are you know mm-hmm. and <laughs> I know I can give you a compliment just accept it. Um, um, hey, for all the people out there that would love to connect with you, uh, what's the best way for someone to connect with Brent Weeks? Uh, best way to connect with me, uh, of course, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can you can connect with me and put me into your LinkedIn uh, peer network, whatever that's cool. Uh, don't friend me on Facebook, uh, please. <laughs> Just don't. I, uh, I You know I, there's a bunch of people that are now going to go. I know. I'm going to friend you on Facebook. No, you're not. You'll never see any of my posts. Um, it, but that, that's it. I, I, I like using LinkedIn for professional stuff. Uh, but B Weiss, B-W-E-E-S, at thenextstep.com is my is my email that you can get a hold of me anytime. So hit me up on LinkedIn. Hit me up at that email address. Um, I'm, I'm always available and, and happy to help folks out and, and help them figure out, um, you know, ways to, yeah, improve process and accountability in, in one facet or another, either through the software we build or my acumen just from years of, you know, being in the insanity of running my own advertising agency and, and having all the different kinds of clients we had. So uh, happy to help. But those are the two best ways. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. I really, really appreciate you coming out. It was great. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you.